Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the M3 Podcast. It's me, your host, Mermaid Bree, and we're on day three of our seven-day mini-medicine series. This one actually is talking a little bit more about toxins, and one specific toxin in general, alcohol. For anybody who has asked, many clients included, can I drink alcohol in my program? Is it really that bad for me? How much is appropriate? What are the best types? What are the worst types of alcohols to have? I hope that this will hopefully explain just a little bit more of the process of alcohol and how it affects not only your body's composition, but your mindset and your motivation, your ability to change everything that it reflects in your inner world going out. And alcohol is a real mind fuck in the nicest way possible. It can really mess with you. It's a great opportunity for people to celebrate and to be in a moment or a state of joy, but it also can be a coping mechanism, a hug that you might feel is comforting that comes with more sorrow and depressants and anxiety than you would ever want to bargain for. Let's start with the composition portion. For anybody who is interested in just an example is when they see, let's see a hard seltzer, for example, it has 100 calories on their label and they market it as two grams of carbs or less than one gram of carb or no carbs at all. That is them explaining the fact that their marketing alcohol is something separate from macronutrients. We know macronutrients as carbs, fats, and proteins. Alcohol is separate. The energy value of the macronutrients of protein and carbohydrates is 4.1 kcals or calories, kilocalories per gram. And for protein, it would be 9.1 kilocalories per gram. The density of that fat gram is almost more than double, uh, actually it is more than double, than it would be for a protein or a carb combined. And that to me shows the density of that value and how it stores in our body and just the effort of us needing to burn off fat in general versus burning off carbohydrates. For alcohol, it is just over seven gram uh, calories per gram and similar in that 7.1. And this to me shows a density similar to fat. We track it as a carbohydrate in my program with Mermaid Method, and that's because it's easy for my clients to comprehend the concept of dividing their calories, what they see in alcohol by four. It's a little bit more complicating to divide it by nine for fat if you want to store it as that and track that way, but it's a lot more than just a macro calorie count. Alcohol has its own macro value. And the seven calories per gram is how it's processed and stored into our bodies. And alcohol is seen as a toxin in our body. We not only have the ability to defend ourselves, but the strength that alcohol has, almost like a kryptonite or a resistance against us, is Our body will stop everything in its process to 
clean and rid of the alcohol in our system. And that includes fat oxidation and our ability to break down and burn fat, as well as our immune function and our recovery. Alcohol not only affects your workouts, your goals, and your ability to perform, but it also affects your recovery and your sleep and your ability to rest adequately in a deep state of REM. For somebody who's wanting to do a workout, I mean, let's just say, for example, you're drinking and you're in a program, and I'm just thinking of uh, an athlete who wants to compete and or has a competition or a show or some sort of performance, a game, let's just say. And there's a reason why athletes stay in a hotel the night before a big game is because they want to make sure as managers or coaches that their athletes are being responsible and getting adequate rest all in the same process. And if you are trying to get a workout the next day and you're hungover, most likely you might skip your workout altogether, which is going to hold you back from your goals. But if you are trying to get a workout in, it will also go through a process of your body not being able to adequately recover and restore from that tissue damage. So when we're in a state of REM and we can't well, I'm going backwards here, but let's say we were to be drinking and we could not get in that state of REM, then this will disrupt our REM sleep in a sense that when we're trying to work on our muscle damage repair or other injury repairs or even memory consolidation, like solidifying neural pathways when we're trying to learn something. And let's say you're an athlete, again, wanting to learn a new exercise program and you can't actually memorize or understand or comprehend your body's motor function, the ability to store something from short-term to long-term memory, all of these things are affected in your REM sleep because of choosing to drink alcohol. The other factor is our immune system. A lot of us are becoming more aware of gut health, and I, I love that probiotics are starting to show themselves in protein supplements, um, other micronutrient supplements, and What's happening with our gut bacteria is we're absorbing more food that is undigested because it's tearing the linings and creating holes in our small intestines. So not only is it taking in food that's not properly digested, but it's also killing off the microorganisms that are protecting the good bacteria that we need to defend off of these foods that we're allowing in like open wounds. That to me is a big red flag right there of alcohol not only affects your workouts, it affects your ability to repair and restore for a better workout in the future. As you think about your body's composition, I just mentioned earlier, this also affects the body's opportunity to burn fat. This is why I like clients preferring them to store alcohol as fat and recognizing the density or the process of alcohol turning into that. And we will store this as fat because we can't actually burn fat in the process of having to rid the body of its toxins. And we don't just go through this. It's not like adding calories to our tracking when we are adding alcohol in. You're not just having a couple of drinks and saying, oh yeah, this is a couple hundred calories. No, this is also stopping all effort and holding that process of healing your body for multiple hours to make sure that you can get rid of this toxin, literal toxin. 
from a depressant anxiety coping mechanism. This is a common path towards avoidance, and this will ultimately negatively impact your internal dialogue and your self-efficacy, your self-esteem, uh, the ability to believe in yourself. We are light-filled beings, hydrated, full of water, needing nourishment, needing that replenishment, and alcohol literally dehydrates you. It blocks the antidiuretic hormone in our body that causes us to release more water, which actually makes us release salt, potassium, electrolytes in general, other maybe micronutrients or minerals that our body needs for regulation. And this affects our adrenal system. This affects our hormone response in general, fight or flight response, and our ability to regulate our core temperature at that rate. So think about alcohol in moderation. They would say if you're interested in trying to um, still consume this in a lifestyle, one drink if you're under 160 pounds, and I would say two drinks if you're over up to probably 300 and then maybe three at 300 right there. But I would even say anybody who's 150 pounds per drink would be that that case for me. Um, hard liquors would be your best bang for your buck. That's going to be something that will give you the most alcohol and you can do like a vodka soda. You can water it down. It'll be something you can sip on and still give you no carbohydrates in that sense of its pure liqueur. Hard seltzers would be next. Um, again, these are things taken in moderation. So they are seen not as bad and they're marketed not as bad. However, we drink however many we can't even remember and take it irresponsibly. So please take these drinks responsibly. The next would be with dry wines. Uh, you can get into sweeter white wines, but then that's going to be at the same level as beers. Uh, brandy, I think of like barley wines. And then you have with beers, different ranges. So you can go light into a lager. You can get into pale ale. IPAs, double IPAs, stouts, um, all of those will be heavier and the thicker, the darker the beer, the more carbohydrates, the more sugar. And then you get into mixed drinks. And that to me is like a whole meal in itself. So try to limit yourself to one of a quality type of drink. I'm thinking like a hard liquor, um, even a dry wine, a hard seltzer to me doesn't have as much alcohol, but you can have two of those and it be around the same as a beer. And that is a better bang for your buck on that comparison. Uh, otherwise I feel like hopefully this will just raise your awareness to not only Put better effort into your workouts, but your sleep, your recovery, and really pay better attention and raise your awareness when you're going out and choosing your next drink with your friends, with yourself, as a coping mechanism, as a celebration. Be responsible, be respectful of yourself and others, and make choices for a better future. Take care, guys. See you all tomorrow's episode.